The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. You go, you go. We That's both had something repaired. You good go first. Good morning, morons. <laughs> all I have to say is advertisers pony up. Here's the deal. Before Josh was in a movie that won best picture for the Golden Globes, we were totally attainable. And now all I have to say is you gotta pay up for the goods. The talent on this podcast is A+. And I just think you're paying B-plus money, Josh. I'm just sad to say that this is my last podcast here at The Good Guys. (laughs) (laughs) I've turned in my resignation. I'm too famous. And this is beneath me. You're far too famous, and all I have to say is the fact that Brianna Chicken Fry, who was fantastic, we love her, was at the Globes and you weren't, is a Shonda. I'm getting texts left and right. Oh, my God. Nolan, best director. Can you believe this? Downey, best supporting. Killian, best movie. And I'm just living my life like the regular Joe that I am. This is me. I was going to say, you you weren't watching. I didn't watch. You were texting me, giving me the play-by-play, but I was literally in bed while my son was watching the Adams Family animated movie, having fun. Like, I would go watch the speeches on Twitter when they were done. Yeah, no, it's a good thing that you didn't watch because the first hour was absolute horseshit. And I'm blanking on lovely host, what was his name? Joe Coy. Okay, Joe Coy. Not his fault. After, look, I plan to come on this show and say, Joe Coy, what are you, nuts? What are you, nuts? The jokes Mm. were terrible. But after debriefing a bit, you know, talking to you a little, talking to Claudia, we decided that, you know, it's a very tough role. The audience did not seem excited to laugh with him. Mm. And a lot of his jokes weren't that great. But he only had 10 days to prepare, I understand. Some of the jokes weren't ripped by him. He made sure to tell us that live on air, which I thought was a little bit strange. So the first hour, no bueno, no bueno. But then once, once once it started rolling, Once it started rolling, it was actually a very good award show. It was loaded with talent. Taylor Swift was there. They even made that category for Taylor Swift and then decided, okay, you know, Barbie's not going to win jack shit because it's a bad movie. Why don't we give this award to Barbie instead? So, and then all of a sudden we get the beautiful Robert Downey. We get the beautiful Christopher Nolan. And then all wrapped up in a gorgeous bow right before Best Picture. We see a nice trailer, Oppenheimer. Movie of the year, Josh's face pans across the screen. Best picture closes. You really missed a good one. The only tragedy was it was pre my eye surgery. Because can you imagine the calls I'd be getting with my new under eye bags? They would be like, make this boy the new Superman. The thing, it was, it was a period piece. So honestly, they probably would have taken your fresh eyes, made them look like your old eyes, and then you would have been furious. Oh. Imagine having brand new eyes and them making them less nice. I just love that my plastic surgery is all a write-off. Thank you, U.S. government. Is it? I, I don't know. Techni- <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know you wrote it off. As far so the as my IRS- accountant says, it's a full write-off, 100%. So is my 6,000-pound G-Wagon. No, I'm kidding. I don't drive a G-Wagon. I don't, here's the thing. Okay, so like, uh, if you are a performer, an actor, you would think, oh, if I buy clothes, 
then technically that's a write-off, right? I'll wear them to auditions, to acting class. Maybe I'll wear it on a red carpet or something. But the U.S. government says, oh, no, no, no. If you can wear those said clothes in normal scenarios that aren't professional, then they're really not. You can write off a costume that's very specific to something, but you can't write off like a nice, you know, James Purse, Vince Theory, Paige, as I'm wearing. Paige, thank you, shout out. Throw Ben some clothes. Uh, they, se- they send you, Paige sends you free clothes? Paige is good to me. You want Paige? I, I wear Paige jeans. They're I, fantastic. I, I actually you, recently Paige. went, I went from a 30, 38 to a 36. Mazal. Wow. Is that just the best feeling? No, but you know that jump. There's a difference between a 38 and a 36. A 36 is a husky regular person. Yes. A 38, a 38 is, you might as well be a 40, 42 Rochester, big and tall. But once you go into that 36, you know that you're doing something right on your journey. So yeah, page 36, you don't have to send me anything crazy. Just like a small package. A 38 is like you're on your way to Velcro shoes. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell a fat guy with the placement of where their shoes are tied. Because if they're tied on this part of the shoe, it means that they were (laughs) navigating their big fat belly. They're like, they had to hold their breath, be like, here we go. And their and their feet are so fat. Skinny people don't understand. Your feet gain weight. Like if you're really fat, you're you have fat feet, very fat feet. Oh my god, the Velcro shoes. Yeah, that's, oh, that's why funny. big guys all wear the Nike Air Monarch. It's the official shoe of big men. Wow, wow. Who would have known? By the way, I threw away my Hoka's. Huh? Why? Why is no, that? No good. I felt like I like I had adjusted to something that's not a normal way of walking. Why do I want to walk? Like this, like I'm on a wave. Like it's like the, the the shape of the shoe, it just doesn't make any sense. Sure, maybe it makes it easier to to walk when you're when you're walking long distances. I never had problems walking. Now all of a sudden when I take off my shoes, I have problems walking because I'm no longer riding this wave. Now I'm just on flat ground. I chucked the hokas. I have a pair of Sauconies that are more comfortable than my hokas. And yeah, I would try a Saucony. Do they have that same curve? No, they're a little more like runner shoes, but they're like a proper, it doesn't have, I know what you're talking about, like it's almost like a, sh- a, a, a modern shape up. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a machete. The shape of the shoe is a machete. You know, it's like a long blade, comes up like a toe. Yeah, it's Like it's crazy. not, it's, it's crazy. And I bought them, they sold me on them, no good. So I threw them away. So it's called, what's the brand called? Saka? Saucony, Saucony. Saucony. You know Saucony. Uh, is it Sacconi or Sacconi? I'm saying it both. I, I think <laughs> I know it. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to visualize. I think I know it. I think I know it. Okay, so let's go back to the Globes really quick because my boy Joe Coy definitely was getting some shit on the socials and I just know him as a great, you know, I, I just love him. He's always been so kind to me. And I do think, first of all, A, I think it's an impossible task and I've heard it from a few people. And one, it's because... Throughout the night, there are more losers in the room. So Mm. there are more people who don't feel like laughing. Mm. Now, the monologue did get a bit of a hit. And in that case, no one had lost yet. But (laughs) I think, like, for instance, and, and of course, we love our queen, Taylor Swift, and we would never say a disparaging thing. But he kind of made what seemed like an offhanded, just an easy layup joke about that they tend to pan to her a lot on NFL games 
And I don't know. I mean, I didn't think it was a great joke, but I also was like, you know, it, it didn't seem overly offensive, did it? Or am I missing it? It is what it is. Impossible task, tough room, no time to prepare. Whatever the excuses, the bag of goods, I'm not buying it. I wasn't buying it. And the Taylor Swift thing, it felt like a really, if you're going to make fun of Taylor Swift, it's got to be funny. And it just totally. felt like a very like lame joke. It didn't land. Tell me if this is terrible. Because I was thinking about the predicament that he was in. And then I was like, what would I do with only like two weeks? And if I wanted to acknowledge that literally the most famous person on earth, other than Oprah, was in the audience, Miss Taylor Swift. So I think I would say, knowing that I would never want to do anything to offend, I'd be like, Taylor Swift is here tonight. And everyone would applaud. And, and I would go, and that's it. Not here to say anything about Taylor Swift. Not making a comment. Not saying a thing other than Taylor. You have an army behind you. You, I was, I would say, you are powerful. I would be like, you ever think about maybe doing an insurrection? Like, <laughs> you know, Sig significantly funnier. Like, like not even close. I'd be like, like, like a weekend insurrection, like just for fun, just for kicks. Like, yeah. I think if yeah. you play that or like, or I would like Nolan's in the the audience, I'd be like, Christopher Nolan made a movie about my career up to a certain point. It was <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you take it on you because these people are such, I mean, Taylor Swift, Christopher Nolan. I mean, these are luminaries. You can't really. It was also, it's just a very difficult position to be in because the room last night, I think was unlike the room for an award show in in a very long time. I don't remember a Taylor Swift, a Leonardo DiCaprio, a Martin Scorsese, a Robert Downey. I feel like they don't go to these things anymore. Sure. Right? And they're all in the room, all of them together. Very scary room. And you just randomly have some of the best comedic minds in the world coming up and just giving out an award. Two minutes of Jim Gaffigan, so funny. Two minutes of Will Ferrell, so funny. And it just added, the pressure started mounting on the host of oh man, like everybody in this room is effortlessly talented, effortless, like so funny. I think it was actually just, it, it was an impossible task. Impossible, impossible task. Ta I also would have been like, I like, I think you also have to play it like, cause it's held at the Beverly Hilton, the Golden Globes, which is basically like a lovely hotel, but it's in the ballroom. I mean, it's, it might as well be a bar mitzvah. And mm. so if I'm there, I'd be like, I would be like, Mr. Robert De Niro's here. When's the last time you were in a Hilton, sir? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, when you walked in here, were you like, oh, they still make these? <laughs> they still have Hiltons, huh? Like, I just think it would be, I don't know. I think you got to play the reality of the situation you're in and not try to be too jokey. We need to package this up, send it to the person who's organizing the next Globes, and that's how we're going to get Josh invited. It, He's going to be hosting. He's going to be hosting, hosting and toasting. But the problem is, right, is that, there's really, there's the only upside is if you slay it. Like you For sure. crush 100%. If you're yes. just okay, it's forgettable. And you went through like six months of terror. And if you're bad, then you get your butt kicked, right? Like, like I'm sure Claudia would love to host a award show, right? Lo love. And I have to think though, that like, I think she would crush it. I think you would crush it. You rise to the occasion. We, and then I think we, that, we're a that type of bed. That type of visibility, I'm just saying, it's 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 good stuff in front of a really great room. Like to have all of those unbelievable directors get to see 
just how prepared and smart. I don't know. I think it's the opportunity of a lifetime. If you crush it, I can guarantee that none of those directors will be calling him. Unfortunately, very unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Okay. So I first tried AG1 because I love people like Peter Atia, Andrew Huberman, all these sort of luminaries who I look up to for health advice, for ways in which to better myself. And they're just big fans of AG1. So I was like, I'm going to try this. And since I've tried it, let me tell you, knowing that I'm getting my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre probiotics and more, it's just this healthy, simple habit. It's like literally, it's a scoop every morning, easy scoop, tastes good. It doesn't, you know, listen, it's not uh, ice cream sundae, but it tastes good. You know what I mean? And for everything you're getting out of, you're not getting anything from an ice cream sundae. You are getting literal health from AG1 and it tastes delish. Look, it's just going to add to your life. It's it it's something that allowed me to take the guesswork out of having to buy like 10 different supplements, knowing that I'm getting high quality, great things for my body. It supports, you know, healthy aging because it has adaptogens and the things that I need to help me, you know, chase my kids while trying to put on a good podcast and be a good actor and just just get back to my community. And yeah, make your life easier in 2024. It's 60 seconds every morning, and it's going to help with energy and focus. It supports all these things. So if you want to take ownership of your health this year, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash goodguys. That's drinkag1.com slash goodguys and check it out. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as our partner. Let me ask you this. Would Claudia rather go on Stephen Colbert or call her daddy or Joe Rogan? What does she think would do more for her career? Oh, that's such a great I'll question. I'll answer that, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan would do more for her career, her actual career. It would but, just, Colbert would, but Colbert would do more for the puppeteers that actually make things happen in media. It's a terrible, it, do you understand what I'm saying? Because sure. also if, if, if one were to go on Rogan, there also could be the potential negative effects from that traditional media darling perspective. It's, it's so fucked up, but I actually think that Colbert in the long run would be better for her career. It, it's a hard thing to, I know what you mean is that the gatekeepers would just look at it as a status moment. But I just think I, with literal like, impressions you go on rogan and you're getting 10x 20x 100%. what you would get on any late night show 100 from an actual audience development perspective from a real like the actual things that move a career rogan and but tv still kills and for, they do for our massively small percentage of easily triggered audience moron members we're not, this is not a ringing endorsement of Joe Rogan. I, I happen to listen and like some of Joe Rogan's uh, interviews. This, but This isn't a ringing endorsement of the man I love. <laughs> We're just no, talking that, about the that, size of his audience, that, okay? That's, 
That's all we're talking about. Josh said he loved him. I said he loved him, but we're not endorsing he's him. He's fantastic. He's the Johnny Carson of our era, okay? <laughs> but we don't even like him. Like, we we don't like him. We love him. I we, can't stand we, him, and I certainly <laughs> didn't start drinking AG1 because of him. <laughs> we I can't stand him. And I, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to sell this show to Spotify right now because of it. No, okay. Um. Oh, so, Ben, I went to a big Macher famous party last night. I, which oh, is rare for me. Do tell. Rare. Do tell. Okay. Do tell. I'll tell you about my weekend, my awards weekend. Spill, spill the deets. Okay, 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 fine, fine. You know I'm wearing a clog right now? I know I told you before, but it was off mic. And it just came up, but this is a fun, this is a real grown-up shoe. What what brand of shoe? This is a Vince with, I believe, a Birkenstock base. I could be wrong, or it's just a Vince. I got it at the Nordstrom Rack. Have you heard of this place? Yeah, but no, but Vince Vince Moccasins is it's it's pricey. It okay, originally two seventy nine, brought down to one thirty. That's pretty good. And I had a fifty dollar promotion from Nordstrom because I get all my reps gift cards from Nordstrom because of said fifty dollar gift note when you buy the gift cards, Kobe. And so <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> So it was 80 bucks. It was a steal, and uh, they are suede. I like them very much. And Vince, feel free to reach out to Ben and or I. We're big fans. Love Vince. Love it. Love Vince. <laughs> Love Paige. Love Vince. Love them all. Speaking of clogs, before you get into your weekend, mm. do you know how much money Birkenstocks, the company, recently sold for? Didn't they have like a billion dollar year, or did they sell for a billion? They sold for 10 billion. God bless them. Birkenstocks. Wow. You know how bad those smell? That's cool. They're, they've been having a moment the last 10 years. Didn't some like cool visionary guy come in and completely revamp the company? I don't know. All I know is they were the shoe of Jewish summer camps. Of course. The shoe. If you didn't have a the Israeli version, Naot, <laughs> then you were nobody. You were freaking nobody. You either had Old Navy, Old Navy shirt Old Navy shorts, socks, and Naot, or you are nobody. Just tell me that the slogan for Naot is, you're Naot or you're not one. <laughs> you're not a one. <laughs> we have to get Barbara Peck a pair of Naot. Oh my gosh. My mom loves a Vince shoe too. She just bought a pair. Really? Yeah, she's cute. She's, yeah, she likes a Merrill Slide or a Vince gum bottom, actually. My, my mom also loves a Merrill. They uh, love Merrills. They, love, they them. love them because it's the name of their best friend. Do you know Meryl? <laughs> I love Meryl, the actress, and my show. <laughs> um, okay, so my awards. Did weekend, you meet Meryl Streep? That's all I need to know. Uh, no, I can't believe I did. Can you believe that the person who gave out best movie was Oprah and I didn't get to be in that room? That was the. Can you imagine? I walk up on that stage. Do you know how many DMs I got <laughs> of just like Oprah giving Josh his best picture? Nuts. Nuts. He couldn't write it. Uh, well, ac well, actually, you could write it and we could have would have put you in the room. Terrible. God damn it. Who who sends out those invites? I just love the way she went, Oppenheimer. <laughs> like it was just so Oprah. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> Ugh. Did you at did you at any point think that she was going to bring up the fact that she is so incredibly trim and talk about Ozempic? Like make one Ozempic joke or it never crossed your mind? I don't know. You know, she's so she's interesting because she's so famous, but she can also kind of have fun. Right. What do you think? 
No, I thought she was going to make one. I think she can have fun. I thought that I thought it was perfect. It would have been a big time zinger. But you think she runs for president? She wins. Oh, that's a difficult question. Mm. Let's say okay, who would have a better chance? Her, The Rock, Rock. You think The Rock wins? I think The Rock wins against anyone. I think The Rock checks every box, every single box. I don't think that there's a Democrat or a Republican that doesn't vote for him. He's The Rock. He's the he's just the pillar of excellence, a Greek god amongst men, a businessman, like a crazy entrepreneur, but also TV, has the notoriety, also wrestling. Just The WWE fans alone voting for him probably gets him a win. He yeah. just, I think he actually is the most famous person. This probably isn't a hot take. But I think he's the most famous person in the United States by a landslide. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's he's incredible. He's what what Schwarzenegger was to California, he is to America. Like to yes. And when you hear it's so refreshing to hear Schwarzenegger was interviewed on Howard Stern and he basically was just like he, Howard was like, you know, I'm impressed that you say in your book the proudest moment of your life was being governor of California. And he goes, you know Howard. <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> you know Howard, I am a liar. He's like, you know, I was, I, I was reelected twice. <laughs> He's like, and I gave away my salary. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, dude, you are the man, Arnold. He's the man. Reelected twice by the people of California. This is the best. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, well, we'll let you get to your weekend at the Globes sure. after I tell you that when I was in the third grade, I saw Terminator 1 to one of them. And when I tell you I had nightmares for six months, that movie, for whatever reason, scared the living shit out of me. It's scary. It scared the, it, it scared me. So keep it away from the kids. That's it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Legend. Schwarzenegger. Legend. You know, James Cameron, I, I give him so much credit. So he has sponsored the podcast inadvertently, but this is a plug. Masterclass has a James Cameron Masterclass, and I watched it. Now, they have other directors who do them, but they're kind of general, you know? James Cameron literally goes in shot by shot to famous scenes from Terminator and then shows like from 30 years ago, like the storyboards, his preparation. He's like, this is why I picked this shot. This is why I chose to reveal that he's a, a robot in this way, like that he's a machine. It's so fascinating and educating. If you want to be a director, just saying shout out James Cameron and also James why didn't you get in, get ahead of this submersible thing? Because you seem to be the only one that can go that deep in the ocean. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Huge director, also amazing at going deep in the ocean. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like if I got into rockets. You could. You should. Look, if you're in the market for a used car but dreading the hassle, on top of wondering if you're even buying a quality ride, you need to check out Vroom. Look, I've been shopping on Vroom.com and they have thousands of cars and trucks to choose from, all with delivery straight to you. How good is that? I found a, well, my wife and I, we were looking at a new, well, a used Land Rover, but like a newer model. And I don't mean to brag, but we, we have used Land Rover money. Okay. Be jealous. I, I don't know what you want me to say, but I, I really like that they have all the popular makes and models and 
I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite. All vehicles on Vroom.com, they go through a thorough inspection and reconditioning process, and they come with a 90-day limited warranty. They even give you seven days or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure you love your new ride. And if you don't, you can return it. Not only can you buy a car or truck on Vroom, you can sell or trade in your old ride too. All you have to do is provide a few details and they'll give you an offer in as little as two minutes. They'll even come pick it up for free. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell cars. And that's exactly what their customers are saying. Like Timothy, or as I like to call him, Timmy Boy, he said, great cars, great shopping experience and app, great service all the way through delivery. You need to check out Vroom. Check it out for yourself and find your next ride on Vroom.com. That's Vroom.com. Okay, my awards weekend. So Saturday night, I gave an award. My friend Matt Weiss was the head writer for something called the Astra Awards, which is the Hollywood Critics Association. It's like, you know, for the next month and a half are all these sort of tangential, tertiary, other T words award shows that all are sort of during the season. Mm -hmm. So I go there, I'm presenting an award. I present an award for best voiceover performance in an animated movie. And I give it to Haley Steinfeld. She won, lovely. I assume part of the tribe with the last name like that, no? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Or is she on the German side? Because, you know. I was going to say, or or she's so not on our side. I think she is. You never know, I right? I think she is. Because you could be a fisher or you could be a fisher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the way you pronounce it. <laughs> you could. I think she's a Steinfeld. So not she's a Steinfeld. A, <laughs> she's a Steinfeld. Not a yeah. Steinfeld. <laughs> 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 um, she was very nice, radiant, I mean, uh, stunning. And I was so nervous because I was the one who had to read the envelope and that's scary enough. And then as she walked up, you don't know and you have to let them dictate. Is she going to go in for a hug? Is she mm. just going to go in for a handshake? Is she going to go in for a nothing? So I, and this is why you should follow us on YouTube because you can only see this on video. I kept my arms tight like a T-Rex. Right. So, so as she's coming up, I just went, congratulations. <laughs> With my hands near my breasts. So that if she went, thank you, I could have gone from here to here. Wingspan, bring it in, you know, homegirl. Or I go from here down to the pockets and I move quietly away as she accepts. And that's what happened. Okay, good. I was nervous that you were going to say that you went from here to here. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> and you just got two hands of sandbags. <laughs> just get canceled. <laughs> terrible. And the wind. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. Um, All right, so you handed out this award. So I gave Haley the, Steinfeld. I gave the award, and then you go into like after you give the award, they bring you back to like take photos and like the winners circle or whatever. I think that's for racehorses, but <laughs> you like mm. take pictures and you do an interview or two. And I see this lovely station of gift bags and like fancy things, and I'm like, well, I'm a presenter, so. <laughs> Obviously, I'm entitled to some sort of gift bag. <laughs> Granted, it was wine, 
So a drunk like me, I have no no need for this wine, and I have no need for a pillow that says the Astro Awards, no shade. And uh, I literally like sort of saunter over being like, you can now give me my prize. They <laughs> uh, basically were like, these are only for the winners. And I was like, well, then I'll promptly go fuck myself. Oh, the the wine and the pillow were only for the winners? Yeah, like the... the so, so bad. I never understood this. Didn't they win enough? I don't even care what kind of vintage it is. I don't care what kind of wine it is. It's a bad gift. Like, I don't understand why these companies either don't give a gift or give a good gift. There's nothing worse than a bad gift bag. I don't need another reusable charger that says Astra on it. Certainly, you don't need a pillow. Who's going to use that pillow? Where are you going to use it? Yes. No, it's crazy. I'm not going to use that. In your home? What are you going to put in your home? Wait, wait. No. I mean, maybe I use an Astra tote for a Trader Joe's run. Maybe. 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 Still, they shouldn't be giving that. Terrible. Terrible. So I'm happy it wasn't for you anyways. You didn't need it. <laughs> Shout out Astra Awards. It was lovely other than the the gift baskets. and Which was trash. So, so then I get <laughs> invited to this universal nominees party, right? And it's after the Globes. And it's all it's all predicated on whether or not you win. Right, because if Oppenheimer didn't win, then there's a good mm. chance that everyone goes, let's just go home, you know, whatever, no big deal. But of course we did, we won big, Ben. So now I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go to this thing. So I put my kid to sleep, I throw on a suit, I try to wear the suit for my wedding, little tight. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> fuck this shit. So I'm like, immediately taking a hot shower, I'm like, I'm gonna have to sweat out three to four pounds immediately, like I'm going to a prize fight trying to make weight, I'm like, I, I put on the clothes, I drive up, it's at this hotel in Beverly Hills, and all of a sudden I see a couple different actors who I know who played like scientists in the movie, suddenly I'm comfortable, I'm like, great, no problem, I'm like, at, at best, I'll have a story for Ben, even if none of this works out. Boom, Killian Murphy to my right. This guy accepts me. I felt like I was kissing Tony Soprano. You know, like the Don. I, I wanted to be like, Don Murphy, God bless you. You know, congratulations here. A little something from me and my family. I hand him, you know, an envelope of $2,000 in cash. <laughs> He's, and Killian Murphy is such a, a, a gem. And he, he said this to me when we wrapped my part in the movie and he said it again. I was like, dude, congratulations. So deserved. And he goes, no, us, we did it. We did it. And I'm like, that is so kind. You did it. Leg legend. <laughs> he, legend. Does he does he have any young daughters? Perhaps a good suitor for Max? Good point. No, he has like teenage kids. Ah. Uh, but he's just cougar. God, he's the whole package. Yeah. I, I wonder if my son will be into cougars. It's possible. I am. <laughs> it's probable. We all are. <laughs> I go. We all you are. got it from your dad, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so then so then that happens and I, I'm, I'm hanging out and then I see Christopher Nolan and all these people and I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to bother anyone. So I'm talking to another actor in the movie and this woman from Universal comes up and lovely and she goes, hey, we want to take a picture with the cast. So can you guys go into this room? I'm like, no problem. So it's me and this other guy and we're like there hanging out waiting. All of a sudden, Downey Jr. comes in, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Nolan. Nolan's wife, Emma Thomas, Killian, ba 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 ba. I'm like, this is happening. This is real. Then they're like, all get into a group. Like, and some people sit on chairs and some people get in the back. I'm like, I'll get in the back. I know my place. So I get in the back, right? 
and I'm literally, and this is such a metaphor for my life. I'm sandwiched behind Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon. I'm on my tippy toes to make sure this big chubby face is seen. And then as they start taking the photos, Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon start to like put their heads together like they uh, lean in no. <laughs> like in such a loving cute way and you know these movie stars huge heads massive uh. all of a sudden I feel like I'm in my own version of two billboards I'm like <laughs> I'm like I, I'm like this is such this this is so me <laughs> this is so me that I'm literally behind two of the biggest movie stars in the world like this <laughs> And if you oh, can't no. see, my face is behind the microphone at oh. Dear Media. So it was perfect. I think there's probably a good couple of good photos. And I'm Hollywood now, dude. I'm elite. I'm part of the Illuminati. I'm a Freemason. You are elite. Oh, God. I'm so happy. I just wanted to get home to you, babe. I hope there's a great photo. There has to be at least one. I got a good... Did you check Getty Images? I didn't yet. I was going to check it on the way home, and then Tesla adjusted their autopilot so that it's not as safe anymore. Um, but I I just wanted to be there with you, Ben. That's that's the next win. I just want to do something big enough so that we can all be there living it up. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. Sponsored I'm by so Spritz. proud of you. So proud of you. My Jewish, so cool. my Jewish father. I love texting me, making me feel like a million bucks. And I feel very show-offy and uh, too much in this episode. So don't worry. I will never talk this nicely about myself ever again. I'm already turned off you, to me. You should. And everyone loves it. And it's freaking cool. And it's awesome. And you got to celebrate it. So I'm, I love it. And the next step is, look, Robert Downey Jr. God, I love him. Holy smokes. He's the man. He's the man. I'm also just like such like an Iron Man superhero movie junkie. It's like, I don't know what it is. I freaking love him. I love him. And I mean, I, I, I said, I don't know what it is. I feel like everybody is, is that way, but he is just the man. What a, what a guy. Oh yeah. He's, he's good. He's good people. We like him. We're okay Firm with him. handshake. Nice handshake. Not thin surprisingly tall, my height. Really? Had a lot to offer. He feels shorter. He does. Yeah. I didn't know. I looked for lifts in his shoe and they could be, but they're well-hidden lifts and that's money. And that's when that's you're doing well. Well-hidden <laughs> lifts. Hero Bread has changed my life. And I'm not just saying that because I love bread, but what was always the downside to bread? It wasn't the taste. We never wanted to be like, hey, can you find me something that has like bread flavor or like that makes bread better? Bread's always been good. The problem is it's empty calories and you get no nutrition from it. But you know what you get from Hero Bread? You get the taste of bread with all the nutrition. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs zero grams of sugar, is high in fiber, and contains fewer calories and more protein per serving than the conventional version of the same baked goods. I mean, what else do you need to understand, folks? And now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. Look, Hero Bread products are delicious. They're soft, fluffy. They taste like bread. And whether you're making a BLT or a burrito, a cheeseburger, they got buns, they got wraps, they got everything you need, sliced bread. You want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Of course you do. Who doesn't want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? If you put the peanut butter and the jelly on the hero bread, it's it's basic. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing because there's zero to one grams of net carbs in this bread. Zero grams of sugar. High fiber. Low cal. I mean, it's it's truly, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's my hero. 
Hero Bread is my hero. And for my hero resolution this year, it's to eat more croissants. So sue me. Okay, and by the way, they're going to be available every month of 2024. So Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order of their new recipe. Go to Hero.co and use code GOODGUYS24 at checkout. That's G-O-O-D-G-U-Y-S-2-4 at H-E-R-O dot C-O. I have a couple speak pipes that I think we would be remiss not to get into. Please. I, I mean, these are barn burners. These are, Ooh. we got really blessed today and none of them are queued up because that's my way. Well, in the 60 seconds while you find them, we can wrap up the Golden Globes. Again, we are so happy for Josh. <laughs> Thank we you. are equally as happy that Barbie didn't win and Oppenheimer did. And to everybody that's upset at my Barbie takes, I'm just saying last night I was on fire. Will Ferrell, he was the best part of the movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To everybody that's upset, sucks, sucks, just absolutely sucks. That's it. I'm sorry. Bad movie. Also wrapping up the Golden Globes, Paul Giamatti. Did you ever audition for Big Fat Liar? I feel like you should have been in that movie. No, I remember it was being filmed when I was on The Amanda Show, but no. Mm, Great movie. And uh, I don't know. I can't look at Paul Giamatti and not think of Big Fat Liar where he's blue in the pool. That's all. Do you love Sideways? I've never seen Sideways. Oh, man. Josh, please stop embarrassing me on this <laughs> oh, podcast man. with movies. Please, please, God, just like ask me privately, have you seen this movie? Answer probably is no. Like I just, <laughs> It's a magnum I, I, opus. It's, it's Paul Giamatti's greatest performance, arguably. Oh no! I only see him in the in the crap. I don't see him. In, <laughs> I don't. I don't see him in good movies. If it's over seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm out. <laughs> no good. This one's no good for me. It's not what? not my type of film. <laughs> what did you say? Sideways is ninety-seven percent. So okay. But what's Big Fat Liar, Marshall? What's Big Fat Liar? Let's look it up. Big Fat Liar is a forty-five. Forty-five. By the way, I'm just saying all good comedies are forty-five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hot take. All right. Speak pipe. <laughs> I love it. Okay, here we go. First, speak pipe. If you want us to give you advice, if you want to ask us questions, go to speakpipe.com slash good guys. Hi, Josh and Ben. Absolutely love the podcast. So I am a business owner and entrepreneur. I've had my business now for I'm in my fifth year of business. And I find it so hard still to charge my worth. I just have a hard time with raising my prices, getting current clients to increase if I need to increase. And I just have a hard time with the money topic. What would you recommend? I know, Ben, you started Spritz. And Josh, I feel like you have that entrepreneurial spirit. Obviously, you need to make money to be in business. We're doing fine, but I just feel guilty sometimes about the money. What is your recommendation? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. This is a warm-up question. Go for it, Ben. It's it's difficult because she didn't give us her last name, so I don't know if she's Jewish or not. I can't assume based on the fact that she hasn't increased her prices that she's (laughs) a good old-fashioned goy. Her name's Kristen. What is it? Kristen. Oh, I knew it. See, look, lady, increase your prices, okay? Increase your prices. Again, I also don't know what type of business you're in. So maybe I'm telling you to increase your hamburger from $15 to $19, in which I wouldn't recommend increasing your hamburger prices. So again, folks, if you're going to submit things, we need the context. But if you think 
that it's not your worth. See, I also didn't understand that. Your worth, are you selling yourself? Is this like some type of a consulting business? Is this some type of a whorehouse? Is this, mm. what is what is the deal here? Is it is it OnlyFans? Yeah. Is it OnlyFans? Is that, oh, is that what this is? No, 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 she didn't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But, but, I'm, but I'm saying she said I should increase my, I feel like I should increase my prices because I'm worth more. Dissect that. It's a great point. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I I can't dissect it, Ben. I, I, I don't know. You're the businessman here. I'm just the looks, babe. I'm just, I, I, I'm just the flashy just saying, girl in the window. In, You're the one who runs the books. Increase your prices if it makes sense to increase your prices. If it is a personal business, like an OnlyFans, like you're selling yourself, then you jack those things up. If it's more of a maybe Seth Rogen's pottery type business, you're selling a couple of clay bowls, then you know I would I would be careful. You don't want to price yourself out of the category. So honestly, it's a very difficult question, and uh, I gave it a very nuanced answer. I would say this. I agree with you completely. I would say charge your worth, but then give a buyback. In the bar industry, a buyback is regular comes in, buys two, maybe three drinks max. You give them a free drink every time. You incentivize them. That's I've been going to a restaurant in the Valley where I grew up for like 15 years, 20 years, sending people there left and right, 40 $50 lunches regularly. This place, 20 years, not a free meal once. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Nothing, okay? It's his father and his son works there, and I say to the son, who's lovely, I go, dude, never, never. And he goes, never. let me ask my dad. And the dad goes, give them coffee. <laughs> give them free coffee. It's like, oh, thanks. Wow, what a prince. The free, like, once, twice a year, make my meal free, and I'm going to come back here 30 more days. It's just a... Don't be afraid to do a little buyback. Agreed. And bring back the old-fashioned punch card. You go to Tasty Delight, oh, you get 10 yeah. punches, you get the 11th free. It's fun with the nice hole puncher with the custom little shape, maybe a little star, the 10-hole punch. Feel free to bring those out. Next question from Anonymous. Hi, guys. So my question is to sue or not to sue. Basically, this girl gave me an eyelash lift and tint and it's illegal in the state of Missouri where I live and I ended up with double pink eye brephitis <laughs> which is just swollen eyelids and contact dermatitis from it I had to cancel a trip to Dallas to see my boyfriend and I also ended up not being able to do anything for New Year's and I had this for like two weeks and it ended up going into my sinuses so yeah my dad thinks that I should sue her I don't know. What do you guys think? Whoa. <laughs> you go You go first. <laughs> first of all, your father sounds like what we call in Yiddish a ganef. Okay? An ambulance <laughs> chaser. A no good, low level, looking for money. First of all, you got it's illegal in the state of Missouri to share your eyeliner or that she got some like black market dark web eyeliner with like like unicorn blood in it i'm not quite sure that that didn't make sense i would imagine you cannot share it because of sanitary issues such as this uh, was it sharing or was it illegal to did she say something else did she, i thought there was a procedure this woman didn't do a procedure 
I don't think so. Or maybe it's a play. Play. Play it back quickly. Okay, it's important. You're right. You're right. And Get maybe uh, maybe you could help us look up Missouri um, eye tint laws, Marshall. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I want it. <laughs> Thank you, Marshall. Hi guys. So my question is to sue or not to sue. Basically, this girl gave me an eyelash lift and tint, and oh, it's an eyelash lift and tint. It's a procedure. So, it's a really procedure. Continue. But lady, you're getting a. You're getting an illegal procedure for some woman you met on Craigslist and you're annoyed that she gave you pink eye. You can go and sue. You're not going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And also, like, how did you get double pink eye? Like, did she fart on the instruments? <laughs> <laughs> if she did, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> I would just chalk it up to a bad moment. And this woman clearly is not going to get... A great review on illegalyelp.com or shadyax.net. I don't know. What do you send them to? Like, I'm going to go to jail Groupon? <laughs> like, if you have an illegal lift and tint store, where do you advertise? The dark web? It's, it's just terrible. Like, I guess you could go on Judge Judy or something. Like, it could be one of those cases where if you want, like, a little bit of airtime and to have some fun, you could do, like, a $750 small claims. But what, what are you doing? Get over it. Move on. Don't get, don't drag this poor woman into this. It's just so dumb and it's your fault. It's a hundred percent your fault. It's the equivalent of me saying, I'm going to sue my drug dealer because I bought Coke from him. It had fentanyl in it and I died. But those, all those people are going to jail, Ben. <laughs> cool. So you should sue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't sue because I'd be dead. It's unfortunate. Okay, this next one's from one of our male listeners who, I got to tell you, men, get it together. Josh. Tell me. We have a lot more than you think. Do we? Yeah, I was in, I was in a, a couple of, of local bars this weekend mm. for, for, some, for some birthday ruckus, and I had multiple groups of straight men come up to me to take a picture and say that we are just the cat's meow. <sighs> they didn't say that. They said that we were really funny. I threw in the cat's meow. Wow. But they really, really love us and ask for selfies. Just just normal, normal men. And these were straight men? Yes. How do you Very know? Straight. Did you offer yourself I, up and they said no? I know that they're straight because they asked if my sister-in-law was single as they'd like to pursue her. And mm. you could you can also just you could just tell. You could tell. How old were they? Yeah. <laughs> Marshall, what? They, they were they I'm were they were they research. were mid mid to late twenties. Oh, okay. Cool. No, no, no. It was unbelievable. I was, I was literally, I had to stop myself from saying, you are a fan of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you also a woman? Like, I, no, they were, they were plethora. God bless. So all I got to say is we're getting there, baby. We're getting there. And to the ladies and to the ladies listening, I'm sorry that we just take you for granted because you really are the lifeblood of this show. Sorry, Marshall. How? What's the percent? So it's 91 female, 8% male, and 1% gender non-binary. Let's go. Pretty good. 8%'s pretty good. Love that. And shout out to our one percenters. Yeah. And shout out to our non-percent non-binary. Our one percent non-binary. Okay, so this one is from one of our male listeners, and it's 30 seconds of shtick, shtick, shtick. So, Rob, thank you. Your question is great. Your shtick, not so great. So I'm skipping ahead, Rob. Any chance Rob sues because we used his name? Good morning, millennials. I mean, good guys. Now, can you see why I want to skip this? <laughs> Awful. Okay, hold on. 
Okay. Okay, I don't know how to skip, so we got to sit through this. Rob, I'm talking over you until I want you to come on, okay? For celebrity became a fan through my wife, who is a toaster. Just FYI, got a cameo for my wife for her birthday one year. Your wife proceeded to roast me for not knowing P-Gom meant precious gem of a man. P-Jom, anyway, my friend, P-Jom. Because I know you guys love your in-laws, or seemingly you do. But my issue is my wife, who's 28, I'm 34. I have two older sisters, one... It's 42, one is 48. Yes, that was an accident. Uh, different story. They are severely jealous of my wife, or they sure make it seem as such. Holidays are getting harder. They make her feel uncomfortable. My 42-year-old sister can't stop trying to have babies. She already has six girls. Nightmare. How do you handle holidays with family that you don't want to attend any longer? Uh, the big issue is not with my sisters, it's with my mom. It's so important to her, having all her people together, even though they're all completely psycho. Uh, let me know. Thanks. Rob, you project. My ears are ringing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rob, first of all, thank you so much for being a wonderful male mid-30s listener. We need more of you. We need more of you. That said, at 34... You got to learn to set some boundaries. Yeah. Setting boundaries doesn't mean that you need to be an asshole. Setting boundaries does not mean that you call your mom and say, I'm not fucking coming because I can't stand my older sister who's an old bitch. <laughs> That's not setting boundaries. That's not what setting boundaries is. Setting boundaries is saying, look, there seems to be some issues here. I really want to resolve them. I'm on the side of resolution, but I really need your help, mom. I need your help. There's something going on here. And I need your help. And the other thing is you need to make sure that your wife isn't the problem because sometimes you can be too close to a situation and perhaps your wife isn't being that nice to your sisters. You never know. You never know. So get your facts straight, go to your mom, organize plan and plan to set some boundaries. Rob, man the frick up, my friend. <laughs> get it together <laughs> and tell these mm. nosy sisters of yours to kick rocks with love. Kick rocks with love. And that's our new merch. It's enough already. These, these sisters, they're in their 40s. They need to move on. There's some sort of enmeshment. I'm sure you could go to a psychologist and they could break down exactly this weird codependent setup that was probably all orchestrated by this ringmaster of a mother of yours who was there when you guys were young little kids going, you do this and you do that and you're all going to stay under my tutelage. I know it. I can speak from my, from my own experience. Shout out Barbara Peck. That being said... Get over it. It's only uncomfortable once because you only have to do it once if you do it right. As Tim Dillon would say, do it once and do it right. And if you got to do it twice, do it better. You know, go in hard. Be willing to like start something. Start an emotional forest fire in your home next time you see these, these sisters of yours and go, this is what's happening. This is my family. She is my wife. And I won't hear of it. It's called an emotional flashbang. Set one off in your house and blind your family. One conversation saves years of stress. Yeah. Quit, quit pussyfooting around, pal. I love that word, pussyfooting. By the way, 
Don't you? Don't don't you? I love that word. And don't go to holiday. Don't go to holiday dinner. So, oh, so what? Oh, so you you can't have your mother's not great stuffing. Someone who's this em- emotionally manipulative isn't spending time getting better at cooking. She's spending time spinning spinning plates and figuring out what her next emotional pounce is going to be. Go to a nice Hyatt or a high end. Maybe you live near a Fairmont. <laughs> maybe you live near a Weston. Go get the holiday buffet. And go get diarrhea. You're going to lose 10 pounds and watch a movie in bed with this, you know, beautiful wife of yours. Look, pal, don't go to the dinner. Book a room at the Spring Hill Suites. Mm -hmm. Bring the family in the morning. The Continental Breakfast. Mention Josh's name. Now that he's extra famous, they might even throw in an extra muffin. Should we get to uh, What Are You Nuts? Yeah, totally. All right. Mine. I had to look up the exact name of it. Cinematic and Box Office Achievement <laughs> Award. <laughs> what are you nuts? Come on. This is a load of BS. An award created. Barbie didn't win anything. And let me explain something to you folks. If this was truly a good movie, good movies, especially movies that pull at the emotions of America. If this was a good movie, Josh, you can attest, good movies win. They win an award for something other than music. Of course, you hire Mark Ronson, you're going to win. Billie Eilish and Mark Ronson, game over. Game over. You're going to win. And then all of a sudden, cinematic box office bullshittery. What are you, nuts? So the what are you, nuts is... Mainly towards, is it the Hollywood Foreign Press? Is that who I talk about it with? For creating this award? Are they the ones who create the award? I don't know. I want them to like me, so I'm not sure. Okay, so actually, the (laughs) what are you nuts is towards somebody else. But I just got to say, inventing an award so that Barbie could win is a little what are you nuts. That's all. Okay, quickly, my what are you nuts is recently Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, there was an article that said that he is opening up his own creative agency and he said it will be like Erwan for culture. To which I have to say, (laughs) hey, Childish Gambino, what are you nuts? Oh, we need more things like Erwan? This is a problem. I'm glad Erwan exists. It's nowhere backwards. Fun fact. But we don't need anything that's more overpriced and restrictive to normal folk. What are you, nuts? Is it a fun fact, Josh? Is it a fun fact that it's nowhere backwards? Because it's not a fun fact. It's stupid. I had fun when I heard that. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> I just like, look, it's, it's, I agree. What are you, nuts? I mean, what, nuts. Uh, like, I, can you imagine day one at the meeting and, and or day one at like headquarters for for Gambino's agency, and he's like, okay, today we need an idea that's going to be like our equivalent to the Haley Bieber smoothie. Like, what? How many things? Like, yo, this next movie we're going to do is our buffalo cauliflower from the hot bar. Like, this shit does not (laughs) make sense. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Good Guys Podcast. We love you. Rate, review, subscribe, do all the things, Ben. You don't give it five stars. What are you, nuts? At least five stars, six stars. Again, Josh simply being here, the fact that he's still hosting this podcast, you should be so lucky that you get to listen to this shit for free. You have to go to the movies and pay big money, you know, to go and see him on the screen. You need to get a nice cable package, maybe a YouTube TV. This podcast is free. It's only going to remain free if you listen and if the sponsors continue to pony up. So five stars, share it with a friend. You know, maybe share share it with a, a straight male friend. 
you know, like maybe you guys could bond over it, you know, maybe you could bond over it. And all of a sudden we're just the biggest podcast in the world. And you and feel free to Fantastic. And feel free to pick up and clip that. We only want this show to be listened by straight males. <laughs> and if you're white, <laughs> it counts for double. Listen, this show is not just for straight males. It's literally for everyone. <laughs> Do not misinterpret my co-host's words. Do not cancel us. We can't take it. Both of my kids are in private school. Goodbye. Good luck. Fuck off. Gays, listen up too. <laughs> Marshall's our endorser here. We run everything by him. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.